0: let have a little chat with our global news reporter over in Victoria, Richard Zessman, now. Good morning, Richard.
1: Good morning, Cindy. How are you doing?
0: I'm good, thank you. Do you have questions for me today?
1: Well... You- why am I supposed? Yes, I always have questions for you. Are you excited for the debate?
0: <laughs> well, that's what I thought. If we want to talk about the debate, it's probably better if you ask me if you questions. Yeah, yeah, about exactly. So, Simmy, yes.
1: what are you going to ask the three leaders this morning at ten o'clock when they come on for the essential CKW debate?
0: Well, first of all, let me just say, Richard, I thank you very much for your help because we had a lot of input from you, from Keith, from Mike Smith as well on some of the different questions and topics we're going to be covering. It'll be a little different than what happened on Tuesday. Like, we're still staying on the rails and, you know, keeping everybody to time and all of that. Uh, But we do have a section for listener questions, which has been great. We've had a ton of those. Uh, And we're going to tackle a few topics that weren't necessarily covered on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, so what are those topics, mean, I think that's what everybody wants to know.
0: Well, one that you brought up, Richard, which was great, which is education. Um, and I think in terms of the school, the safety of the school system right now, like we're going to be talking with Bernard Trust, one of the dads involved in that yeah. lawsuit. That's coming up in a few minutes, actually. So we will tackle that. That's obviously a question I think that they want to hear more from NDP leader John Horgan on. Uh, we've got some questions as well for the Green Party. I think everybody kind of s- came out of Tuesday saying that Sonia Ferseneau did the best, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, and I, I think she... You know, put herself on the stage as someone who could uh, compete and put out ideas and, and had this very rare mix of vulnerability, but also a real tough persistence around the issues of leadership and questioning uh john horgan's decision to go to an election so it's going to be really interesting to yeah. see how she does today too
0: she got a lot of kudos for her answer on that diversity and privilege yeah. question as well which is why we found it really interesting when we started digging into some of the numbers around diversity uh and the green party and you know the green party doesn't come out great on that so we are going to talk to sonia first. know about that
1: Interesting. uh, I was also part of the team that helped put together the questions for the consortium televised debate. And and one of the conversations that was had there was about that issue as well. So I'm I'm really looking forward uh, to hearing her answer on that because it is something, you know, I've attended a lot of green events uh, in this province over the last few years, both Federal Green Party Mm -hmm. and BC Green Party and the demographics of those that support the Greens, uh, it's it's quite jarring in some regards. Yeah. There are really young people, a lot of young people engaged, and a lot of very old people, and almost universally white.
0: Yeah, there's not and a lot of diversity when it comes to the Green Party.
1: No, and and so it's one of those things where they have been very conscious of it, but have not in any way been able to get success. And, and obviously, uh, with a... A uh, person of color now leading the federal party. I think that's going to start being a priority in terms of people of color being able to see themselves in the Greens. I think for a long time, as as you mentioned, not having any true uh, diversity of color within the party has left. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, people with color not feeling that they're welcome uh, which, as part of the party.
0: Which is why I thought it so interesting that Sonia Firstno got such kudos for her answer the other day, because I thought, well, those are words. What has the Green right. Party done to actually back that up? So yeah. I think we'll definitely tackle that today as well um and there you know the questions that we got from the listeners richard boy some of them were pretty pointed a couple of them for andrew wilkinson that i thought well i think these are legit we're going to have to put them on the uh you know on the table here and so i think there's yeah you know, there'll be some some squirming i think but hey that those are the questions from the people
1: yeah and that's why we should do it I, i've done facebook lives now with both andrew wilkinson and john horgan as part of our series and the questions that we received through it for Andrew Wilkinson were very pointed. And again, this was before uh, the Jane Thornthwaite controversy, and which I've been getting a lot of emails from people with even more pointed questions since his response oh, really? to that... Uh, and I'm looking forward to what you are asking him on that topic, because I also have a question for him on that issue that I'm hoping to get to him during the next availability, but you may beat me to it. I'm actually going to send you an email when this is done. Yeah, I was, was going to say, well. please do. I would like to hear
0: this uh, because I got a lot. Everything's kind of set right now, but I can always add something, I think, in there if you feel like it needs to be asked. What kind of, I'm interested to know, though, what kind of things have you heard from people on that? yeah so I thought it interesting uh, that he seemed to throw Jane Thornthwaite under the bus pretty hard,
1: and so I think one of the big things and and I guess he can acknowledge this, so if he's listening, he'll know what's coming. Uh, but he threw Jane Thorntwaite under the bus incredibly, using words like he was appalled by her, embarrassed by her. She
0: embarrassed herself, she he embarrassed said embarrassed
1: herself, and never once. Has he said anything of any effect like this about Lori Throness? Exactly. And Lori Thronis has made a number of public comments around conversion therapy, and he has supported publications that are openly homophobic. And Andrew Wilkinson has only said, "Well, I have gay and lesbian family members, and we don't allow discrimination in our caucus." And he has never once condemned the words of Lori Thronis. And when Jane Thorthwaite, a woman who many believe, aside from this incident, is an advocate for women in the Liberal Caucus, someone I've been told many times in the last week, has stood up against sexism in the caucus room, in meetings, in society, when she makes a mistake and apologizes, the leader calls her appalling and embarrassing, whereas when they have a candidate who
0: continually has made defies the leader homophobic yeah.
1: comments has never been criticized like that that to me is inherently sexist by andrew wilkinson that that is what i'm hearing from people and it and it compounds an issue and shows that it's not just one video andrew wilkinson's answers made little sense the one where he said i didn't want to interrupt it cuz i didn't want to embarrass oh, ralph sultan and then the next breath said, "Oh, Ralph Sultan was so embarrassed by all of this. You can't have both of those things. So either everyone was embarrassed and you failed to stop it, or no one was embarrassed and you failed to stop it. It's you can't you can't have it in a situation where you have both those scenarios.
0: yeah that's a really good point though, about the criticism issue when you put it that way because you're right. the Lori Thronus issue has come up time and time again. And he has just dismissed it, kind of, it hasn't considered it to be a big deal. Uh, I would be curious to know how Jane Thorntwaite feels about all that. I
1: think uh, Jane Thorntwaite is having a really tough uh, week in all of this. And yeah. I, would, I would imagine politics, you know, create strange bedfellows, but... It would, if Jane Thorntwaite wins and Andrew Wilkinson wins and they both return to a liberal caucus, I think it would be very hard for her to continue in that caucus if he is the leader. But, you know, a lot of things can happen and she represents a community and yes, she's been a strong, loyal BC liberal for a long time. time, But if someone said that about me after I had apologized, um, I just couldn't believe working with them again. But,
0: you know, You made such a good point though. But you make a good point though, because he could have come out and said, listen, I've known Jane a long time. This isn't her. It was an aberration. It you know, there were different ways that it could have been phrased to keep to real to support her more than he actually did.
1: And take his own personal responsibility here. He is laughing in the video. He did not stop this. He made mistakes as well. And yes, he's apologized. But then again, he turns to blaming Jane Thortwaite. And so his apology does not seem personal. Yes, it seems sincere. I believe that he is sorry this has happened, but he does not yeah. acknowledge that there is sexism that exists within the core of many political institutions, including the BC Liberal Party and that caucus, and that they make jokes openly about women yeah. more than they would about men because of their looks, because they are women. That is inherently sexist. And it, it, it was baffling to me that, that Wilkinson went so far. Uh, and so I, I I feel in many regards, Jane Thornton make, made a big mistake, and she will be judged for that mistake. But yes. I feel bad the way that she was toppled on uh, by the leader uh, following that.
0: All right, good points as always. Richard, thank you.
1: Yeah, Simi, do great. I I can't wait to listen at 10 o'clock. Have a great debate.
0: Thank you very much. And I know Richard's got some great questions that need to be answered as well. More to come on that.